Welcome to the Two Black Runners Podcast. I'm Mr. Possible, Joshua Potts, always joined with a brother with the same mother, Aaron Potts, Super Hot Potts. And we're one year of the Two Black Runners Podcast. Every single Two Black, Two Let's go. We are here, here one year straight. So I had to get real hypey on that one. Almost lost my voice. We're here. But it's been a year. It's been a year. We didn't hit our goal 52 straight. Exactly. But we have been doing this thing for a full year, bro. 365. 365. Our first podcast was uploaded April 14th. 2020 with Abdi Hamid near shout out Abdi Hamid the homie just right. ran like just ran what well, you ran 343 in the 15 343 15 shout out the homie shout out the homie big things coming from big things coming up but big things from us bro hit the one year mark like you said Aaron said we didn't hit the 52 straight and honestly in the year bro it, it was it was just gonna it's getting kind of struggling bro we we're struggling I'm like if you guys been following us for this past year it's been a lot of ups and downs a lot of turmoil a lot of confrontation with people I would say but also a lot of good times that we had but once that I Aaron I really feel like bro when our Instagram got terminated and it's still not back yet they said they're gonna bring it back when that happened bro like it the, the road has been rocky to say the least the road has been rocky since that moment yeah no that definitely was one of the biggest challenges that we ran into this year and it almost feels like that was just a matter of time you know you know mm-hmm. people just be praying on, on your downfall you know but yeah, we just praying on our downfall, but we ain't we ain't gonna we ain't gonna stop. You know, you could you could get the Instagram taken down, but the podcast gonna keep rolling and it's gonna keep moving. Um, but yeah, I remember Joshua. I want to ask you though, because when we said set out the goal for fifty two straight, you always said like, yeah, we're gonna do this fifty two straight, and we just want to see like how y'all feel, like how y'all feel yeah. about it and stuff. So now we didn't do 52 straight, but a year into that, like, honestly, that's a big accomplishment for everything that's going on, everything that has gone on in the world in 2020 to now, for us to be able to be consistent and only miss two podcasts in a whole year while you're balancing uh, training, um, school, personal relationships. Same for me, like me balancing, like, work personal relationships amongst other things modeling like shoot <laughs> what yeah why are you, why are you, why are you just trying to hey. flex you trying to flex or something or hey. like... if you want to see me flex you go to just go to rabbit you know that's not a sponsor shout out but go to just go to runrabbit.com but at the same time what basically what i'm saying is though what i'm saying is you are always like yeah once we get to 52 i want to see how y'all feel about it so what are, what are your thoughts on that bro how do you think the people feel about us like which like you want to keep on going with this what's good bro i'm down i'm down bro especially if the people down and there's been people that's been riding with us for a long time and i feel like i'm, I'm gonna be real with y'all because i'll keep it real definitely on the episode when it's just me and the bro and like we don't have a guest this is our chance to really keep it real this is like an ig live we've been on the time when we're doing the ig lives every single week and i got aaron i gotta talk to you about that we gotta get back to doing those ig lives because we will be gone for a second so we got we gotta get back to those IG lives, give the people what they want as as we take a little break. But like, I really feel I it's I want to keep on going, bro. I want to keep on going. Like to think 
to think like two years ago, like, or even just last year, the, the interview, the amount of people that we have is really just crazy. And the amount of talent that we're able to get on the show, like thinking like, okay, we got Abdi Hamid Nur and Katie Izzo. Like these are two like great collegiate athletes. Like that's realistic. That's realistic. Like, you, just, you just hit in the DMs. Like that's realistic. That can happen for anyone. But to get yeah. someone like Dalila Muhammad and then Whoa. Michael Johnson and then- Yo like ryan hall and sarah hall on the same podcast molly huddle molly huddle like that i never thought about that one so i think it really is like yeah bro i really the sky to limit is definitely for this podcast and it's really something that i realized like bro i i would love to do this i keep on doing this for years to years to come in any way that we possibly can but like really for me it was when we did the uh when we did the running wild black if you guys were if you guys were with us when we did that and we did the ig live with raven rogers Corey carter will clay michael granville and joseph gray when we did that ig live and aaron was like hosting it and i was on the other end but if we were like organizing it and we we're pitching the ideas beforehand like once we did something as impactful as that and we're able to have people in the audience like stick around for us like two hours through the technical difficulties of ig live and feel impacted by this and send us personal messages that's when i was kind of like dang like i want to keep on doing the running report and two black runners as long as we can really milk it because no matter if like the views don't reflect it or the listens don't reflect it like immediately like there's some type of impact that goes along with our voices and be able to share our voices as two black runners like it, it holds some type of weight and we're able to see it through that most definitely i would say that is one of the biggest things i've like took from this whole experience this year is like people really like are, are listening to what we are saying and they're, mm. they're taking something from it and it's along not just us it's the guests we bring on people yeah. are, are taking something from what these athletes, entrepreneurs, like activists, all these different people that we've interviewed, like it really is impacting people. And the fact that we can be a part of, you know, making, creating a platform and a space for people to feel comfortable and like talk about things or just about their life in a way that, you know, impacts someone else or it's empowered me and you as well, you know, like, we really just oh, come on here every week. It's just like, this is just like time with the bro, quality time with yeah. the bro. Like, I'm really just, this is just, we really just talking, you know what I mean? Like, we do this any day. It's just on, on the camera. So to see that people can relate to it or, you know, it could give them perspective or take something out of it. Yeah, that really makes me want to do so much more with it. And the fact that we were able to get these guests that we've had, it just makes me, yeah, it makes me feel like, man, like there's something to, there's something to what we're doing here. There's for some reason, people like, you know, coming on here and they feel comfortable talking with us immediately for some reason. And I, I mean, I only could thank God for that, whatever that is. Yeah. And the weird thing too, is like being, when we started the podcast was April 14th, my birthday is on 16th of March. So last year, like when we started the podcast, I just turned 20 and now I'm 21. And like, even just doing the running report, like when I first started running report, well, when I first started doing YouTube, I was 17, but whatever, whatever. But like starting a podcast, like at, at 20 and meeting most of those people at 20, like the little Muhammad and Michael Johnson interviewing them. It's all like, like being so young is, I know I'll probably reflect on it even more as I get down the line and like how I was able to do this. But just in the past year, being able to do this and being only 20 years old, 
it's been crazy and at times definitely i feel like i could say it was like intimidating because at first i'm all like bro because it's different from being on like a youtube video talking about like the best races because that's like that's like fun you know that's like fun or just interviewing cory carter about like anti well like inter interviewing cory carter about like the 2014 ncaa's and olympics that's kind of like fun what i could talk about but actually talking about like the, the the social injustice issues and like things of that nature with with molly huddle and then rebecca mara and then allison the seer like bro like for someone being like 21 for 20 and 21 i bet this can speak to you aaron too because like aaron you're young as well like only 26 or are you 26 25 i, I forget 26. but like that's low-key like to think like our voice was holding weight in that sense in the running community like a lot of people listened to our to our message to nick simmons bro that was a hot trending topic for like two weeks in the running community in 29 in 2020 when a lot of this stuff was going down so like just to speak on the word of empowerment in this past year i think it's perfect and it's just i think like you said like it's only i think god really put us on the planet for for what happened in 2020 and making this two black runners podcast especially in a time in 2020 where like we didn't know the stuff that was going to go down but like once it did it was all like bro we have to talk about this we have to it's a must yeah and and it's like we we're saying like you know i don't like think that we are like special or something you know mm -hmm. i just think that you know it's just things that haven't been said in the running media space that you know we're just kind of bringing attention to these things and i think there's so many people and that's one thing you know with the future of two black runners the future of like running report is just like i don't know i feel like i've always just wanted to show people like if you're really passionate about something like you can do it like you can do it if you stick to it like you can you can do it like yeah. anyone can do it like you don't have to be like why not you know what i mean there's yeah. nothing crazy about us like we're really just like the, the name of the show we're really just two black runners out here talking to athletes and influencers and activists we're i saw we just two black runners bro and we just we just talking to y'all every week and we just we just being ourselves and it's turned into something and I, I always want people to take that. Like, really, look at the title. We are just two black runners, and we were able to do this in a in a whole year. Get these people on here. And I, I am like, maybe, maybe we don't. Are we not Bleach Report big? Or I don't know. I don't, we're not like crazy big or nothing. But I do know that what we have done in this past year has had an impact on people's lives. It's brought people joy. It's brought people perspective. Mm. And I'm proud of that, bro. I, I yeah. am proud of that, you know, and I hope to continue to continue to stay true to our authentic selves and who we are. And yeah, I, I do think, though, like, yeah, there is something to it. Like, I think God gave us some type of gift to communicate with others and to speak and to have like charisma or whatever. But at the end of the day, I think anyone could really do it, bro. Like everybody everybody is special in their yeah, yeah everyone is special in their own in their own right you know and if you want to try if you want to start something or do something really like just do, do it. it you know like I, that's a good nike got a good model right there but really like just just get it just get it going bro 
Bro. No, honestly, like it was really just like opportunity, but not even just like the opportunity of like, cause like easily like I could have just been all like, bro, like one day I want to cover track media and I'm gonna go to like journalism school and, I, and I'm, maybe I'm gonna send an application in the flow track or runner space or maybe try and move up in like NBC sports. But that's gonna take like a long, long, long time. And that may still happen one day with like NBC sports or something like that. I don't know what the future really holds, but it's really just the opportunity of like social media and like the digital age yeah. that we live in, live in. And like the opportunity is just this, bro. The opportunity is just our phone. Like it's crazy. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be an opportunity of, of like, of somebody like of shooting an email to somebody or anything like that. Like you can create your own opportunity. And I think that's what we're able to do. That's what we're able to do. And like, that's something that we talked about a lot, like in our, in our uh, podcasts this year, like a lot of people who were running, like they just took advantage of the opportunities. Like I think back, I always like to think back to this podcast. This podcast was actually really good to Ryan Hall and Sarah Hall. And like how Sarah Hall, like she all she always wanted to be, uh, she always wanted to do missions. Like she wanted to be like a missionary, when and like in Christ and everything. That's what she wanted to do, but she got away from that when she started running and becoming pro. But as she started to make money with Asics and from running, she was able to start doing missions. Like the opportunity, she just had to be patient and opportunities soon enough came and once she had the opportunity to start doing missions she started doing missions started doing missions and now she's still running fast times and doing great things but i think it was really yeah like it wasn't mean like the opportunity is always there to definitely if you want to create something so like i would always say like when we when i did like rosie project and we were able to have success like i were talking about to my friends the other other day because this kid on my team he's a freshman so like his first time meeting me and he was like bro that elimination mile video was dope and i was like dang people still watch that like he was like that video was funny i was like i don't know how people i don't know why people watch that to be honest he was like bro it was entertaining the whole thing was entertaining i was like dang just thank you bro thank you but like with that video like it went viral and then after that it was kind of just all like bro let's just just keep on going just be consistent every week let's put something up and uh if you want to start something the hardest part is consistency and it's even though we were able to make it a full year it, it was hard it was tough yeah and one more thing before i ask you this question i have i would say like another cool thing about the social media aspect is like yeah you can create those opportunities but like i think it's just awesome like how you can create like this community and we've seen like the community mm -hmm. of like what do you, I don't know what you want to call it, like Instagram running or like running media. Like it kind of like low key exploded with all these different accounts. I even feel like like Sidious Mag was already big doing their thing. I feel like Sidious Mag has gotten like bigger. People are more aware of it. Uh -huh. You got like David Rippage and jo Josh Kerr like starting a podcast. Grant Fisher starting a podcast. You're seeing all these people like. Wait. Aaron, isn't Grant Fisher's Instagram kind of lit? I started following him a little bit more. This man like be posting like some, some Tupac and Biggie and like I all the stories. I don't follow Grant. I need to follow him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just have to say that Grant Fisher low key got it tight. We talked to him too at, at the Sour Red Charming. Like, yeah, he chill. He chill. But I think, I think what, not just us, but I want to give a shout out to everybody like, this year, Pizza the Pod, Bell Lab Track and Field, um, Trackster, uh, Sidious Mag, uh, Fast U University, uh, MJP. MJP TV, like 
all these people that were curating content over this 2020, uh, what even like West, even Westfly, even Tinman, you know, the content that they, the Beer Mile podcast, you know what I mean? Like, I want to give a shout out to all of them because, like, I feel like we started this podcast and, like, we little did we know we were a part of like this movement. Shout out Ben Crawford, shout out Jesse. Like, there's YouTube meets right now, you know. And we were like talking about this stuff from the beginning of the pod and we're slowly starting to see it happen. And it's just like, bro, I'm seeing all these podcasts. They got little like sponsors now and everything. Like it's just grown so much in, in, in one year. And it's just crazy. Like we had like these clubhouse meetings with these people and everything. And it's like, wow, like there is this little like cult running community that all like wants to view track you know, in this new and different way. And it's just cool to see that shift. And I hope, I I, I mean, I want to be a part of that. And I just hope everybody, you know, everyone out there who who is doing those things, like run, all running things considered, I got so many I could name off the top of my head. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep pushing. To, let's keep pushing together, bro. Because like, we are, we are changing, we're changing the game, bro. At the Olympic trials, people are going to be talking about Centro, uh, talking smack on Instagram, bro. That's a huge win. That is a huge win. If we're at the Olympic trials and they're talking about how Centro has this beef with Cole Hawker, how everyone's <laughs> been valuing them this year, we curated that story. Instagram people, like, y'all, we did it. You know what y'all I really want to see? I want to see Everett Smolders like on the line in the 1500 and like people and and uh, somebody be all like, bro, have you heard of Westfly Athletics? Like that's <laughs> that's what I want, bro. Or an athlete special to make it to the Olympic trials. Like, that's, what I, that's what I need. That's what I need. That would be a success. Most definitely. That, that would be good. That would be super big. That would be super big. But um, some things, just a look, quick questions about the podcast. One I wanted to ask you, like, I really appreciate every athlete, every influencer, every single person that has come onto the podcast, bro, thank you. Like really, like appreciate y'all so much. Y'all did not have to take out your time. Like we are just two black runners. And the fact that y'all just came on to the pod and really like were vulnerable with us, Mm. shared a piece of your heart, y'all gave us gems. And I felt like I learned so much from just talking to these people, bro. So shout out to everyone bro that's came on you know hey guys joshua pots here i just want to come in and thank our sponsor tracksmith for another time just they've been sticking with us through the thick and thin through all this time and our one year anniversary it's really awesome just to have tracksmith by our side this boston-based independent running brand is born from a desire to celebrate the style and culture of running the world's oldest and most storied sport they're dedicated to designing stylish quality apparel for the running class the people that really just like to go run just go out there in between the job in between school anything and get those few runs in and really just get that sweat going that's why they're offering people like you $15 off your first purchase of $75 or more when you use our code culture15 at tracksmith.com go ahead and use that code and get yourself a discount tracksmith's nice go ahead and get it done or what is like one of the biggest lessons you feel like you took away from the guests that we had on i think there's like two there's two that i can think of on the top of my head uh the first one uh the first one is the one i already shared it's like when opportunity come is take it like 
speaking to like Sarah Hall, then just so many people that we've talked to, like you can look into every single podcast, I feel like, and you could see like the opportunities that they went ahead and like took and straight up and just ran with it and were able to find success in whatever they did. Like, honestly, I feel like there is so much success in that. But then another another one is like, for me, being somebody who's an aspiring runner right now and at junior college, like, be able to talk to some of these elite runners has definitely, I think, has played has played dividends and, like, it's been a motivator for me last year because in 2020, I only I competed three times on the track and I only competed once since. Like, I only competed once since, like, three weeks ago. And, and yeah, so being able to talk to these people, like, I remember talking to Jordan Mann. Like, he spoke to me directly. Like, I think it was during the podcast or after the podcast. No, during the podcast, like, he was just talking about his own training and he was all like, Joshua, like, this is for you, bro. Like, since you're running right now, make sure that uh, tallying up your your weekly mileage, like not missing days, like that's the key. Like being able for him to take his time and like center that advice to me was definitely something great. And I've been able to apply that to my training. Like, let's not let's not miss days. Let's not miss days. Keep on being consistent. And then recently, Sydney Gidabude, when he was on the podcast, Sydney gave me advice basically how during the pandemic and like during the training during 2020, like I felt like really relaxed and there was no training. And he said, that's probably, and like during, before that I wasn't running good to my best ability. So you need to keep that same energy that you're training with and having these good workouts of being relaxed to go into training as well as you start racing again, because probably from putting all that pressure on myself, like before in like 2019, 2018, that's what was just, making me more stressed out, making me tie up more during races and everything like that. So having those keys of advice and definitely I learned the most of just more about my own running uh, so far going into these next couple of years. No, yeah, shout out Sid, shout out Jordan, man. They're both dope. I would say for me, like the one lesson I feel like everybody touched on in 2020 was like, stop worrying or don't worry about what you can't can't do and just focus on what you can because in 2020 you know everybody had setbacks you couldn't go to the track you know Mm -hmm. you can't see you can't see your family you can't see your friends and like I feel like everybody was just like making the most of the opportunity and just like well we got to shift to this time trial so I'm just focused on that well I gotta go run on the asphalt we gotta do that and it's like that's something we took too it's like oh, like, we can't go to meets no more. We're going to do this podcast for 52 yeah. weeks. You know, like, oh, the Instagram was uh, terminated. We're going to start these new ones. Like, you know, oh, we got to do this on Zoom. And I think that was just 2020 as a whole. Like, everyone had to adjust, but not getting too caught up on, like, the things that you can't control or you have no power over. It's just move on to the next thing and just, focus on that. I feel like, I feel like we got that from every athlete we spoke to at some point in their career or some transition in life where they had to go through that. And that's something that um, I definitely took for me. And it was encouraging to like hear that from very successful people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For real. For real. And then also just speaking of, like you said, Sid and Jordan were dope. But what were like some of your favorite? I know we've we've done this a lot, but like there's been people from that. But who's been some of your favorite guests, bro? 
I gotta say, you know, Michael Johnson, like that's just dope. Shout out Michael Johnson for coming on the pod. Michael Johnson and Otto Bolden, I gotta, I gotta say, good was good, cause yeah, just the those are like the goats, you know, and yeah. those are people that I would say I aspire to be like um, within business, within the media space, like the things they've done. So from there, it was just kind of just soaking up everything they're saying and trying to learn a lot. Another really one, another one that was the Leah Muhammad um, having a the world record holder, the goat mm-hmm. on the on the on the certified spot, like. That was that was cool too to pick her brain um, as well. So I'm gonna say I, I feel like I switch that up every time, but I'm gonna say those three today. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I feel like it always does switch, like for sure. But for me, like definitely, like you said, all those three of those people were amazing and people that I didn't suspect that we would get. But like thinking back, thinking back, like right now, the podcast that really like stick out to me. And like, we're really, I think that I walked, I don't know. Well, all of those, all three of those, I definitely walked away with like a different perspective, you know? Like I feel like every single podcast, yeah. I kind of walk away with a different perspective, but like particularly like being able to talk to Rebecca Mira, uh, Molly Huddle, and then the Ryan Hall and Sarah Hall interview. All of those, I kind of, those kind of, all of those, all three of those stick out to me like right now in this moment. Cause I feel like, especially Oh, and Mario Hall's too. I really, I just like Mario Hall episode. That episode's tight. But uh, with Rebecca Mira, like specifically, because I remember like being able, we were able, we were at the, we were on the Zoom like interviews for the Sound Running invite meet, or no, the Sunset Tour invite meet last year. We we're on the Zoom interviews and I didn't get the interview after the 800 because there's something wrong with the Zoom call. But then I, I was watching the 800 and I seen, this Rebecca Mira, she was wearing like a BLM sticker. And I'm all like, wait, what? Like, bro, I need to talk to her like in this interview session, but I wasn't able to, I was I was mad. I was getting frustrated. I was like, what, this is dumb. Like, I, I gotta ask her about this. I don't know if nobody else is gonna ask her, but me being the person that's on the Two Black Writers podcast and we've done this thing and message Nick Simmons, like I, I gotta talk to Rebecca Mira. And so being able to do like a post on Instagram about it the next day, like about it, but we wasn't able to talk to her but like posted something from like our Instagram and just like the things that we got back immediately from the comments, like like instantly, bro. Like the next 30 minutes, people were all like, white lives matter or all lives matter or BLM is is garbage, like stuff like that. I was like, whoa, I, I was not, I was expecting some pushback, but I wasn't expecting all this. I wasn't expecting this. And then she was willing just to come on the next day and really just drop knowledge on us. Like I was like, yeah. drop knowledge and have like a conversation like we were all just like bouncing off each other. Like that was that was a dope that was a dope like interview. For sure. Yeah, that one was just so it was so authentic, you know. Yeah, it was really like last minute just put together, and it was like let's just let's just talk. Like why'd you wear that sticker? And then she's actually involved in politics too. Very very articulate and intelligent person. So yeah, that was a great podcast, it, and it was a very like you know a lot of perspective gained from that podcast most definitely bro like i think it's really cool sometimes it is dope to talk about running because that's what we love bro that's definitely what i love like i love to talk about running i love to talk about the stats and everything but being able like to talk like to talk outside of that is really cool too and 
this is kind of off the cuff, but like speaking of one podcast that I've been enjoying like a lot lately, and I think y'all should watch it too. Even if you don't mean like football, but if you, cause they don't, they don't even talk about football at the time as I am athlete. Like yeah, sometimes they, they going be, up, they going up right now. They are bro. But like, I think it's tight because like they'll, they'll have Andre Johnson on or they'll have Michael Vick on and they don't even talk about Michael Vick, like, Michael Vick's touchdown stats, you know? That's not the conversation. Yeah, it's really just them like sitting down, chilling and talking it out. Like that's that's tight. But I think they're able, they've been able like to establish themselves and able to like do that in a certain sense. And I think as soon enough, like we'll be able, we're kind of doing that right here sort of, but like they, the way that they've been able like to just bring the athletes outside of that character. And like, now they're talking about business, bro. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like it's, it's dope to see that perspective from athletes that definitely like more than an athlete too, you know? Yeah, no, the, yeah, that is a great podcast recommendation. Uh, another, another quick, cool question I got for you, Brad, like, um, when you, you got any funny bloopers, we, what are some funny blooper, bloopers we could tell the people about right now? I, honestly, I feel like most thing happens while we're recording. This one's not really that, it is kind of funny, but it was kind of just like a, like a boss move. After Mohamed ran that 12.43, is that what it is? 12.43 yeah. in the 5K? This dude, like, what, like, the week later, he just DM'd us and was like, so when am I going to be on the pod? And, like, we've never like, talked to him it. before. Tomorrow. We've never talked to him before. And he Yo. was all like, when are we going to be on the pod? I was like, damn. That was the most hype i ever been, though. I was hype. I was like, what? I was like, people are asking yeah. us to get on? Let's go. That was that. He knew where he wanted to be. He knew where he wanted, where he hey, wanted we, to be. Hey, hey, there's always a home for you here, Mo. We got you. Even though Aaron was talking smack on you last time, bro. I really wasn't though, Brad. <laughs> I really wasn't though. What's your Raptors though? Just... Uh, they look you bad right now. No cap. I can't. Even, I can't even say nothing. The Rockets bad too. But also, bro, like the podcast was was tight yesterday, last year. Like you said, we got to be able to get Mohamed, Dalil Muhammad, Michael Johnson, like people we never thought of. But like, were there some people that like you wanted that we didn't get that you would maybe like to get in the future? But like some people that you would really wanted last year that we didn't get that you can think of. I mean, I would have wanted to get Nick Simmons, bro. <laughs> That's me. Same thing. Like that would have been a crazy. That would have been dope. Like if we if after all that, we would have got Nick Simmons. We would have talked it out. You know what I mean? I would have saw where he was coming from. We would have saw where I was coming from. I don't know. I feel like that could have been a good podcast. And Nick Simmons has done some like things like um in the media track and field media space that I like. I mean, some of his videos I'm gonna admit like some of them are kind of stupid, but like he get he get views. He get views, he get likes. He has made the most out of his career. Like so much out of his career that he even started a nutrition company, you know? So mm-hmm. like, I mean, I would definitely, cause I, I mean, I would want to do some of those things. So that would have been cool, but you know, it it is what it is. So th- that's definitely one. Uh, that may still happen though. That may still happen one day though. Hey, we ain't blocks no more. We ain't blocks no more. Cause we have to- That's true. We ain't hey, don't say it out loud. Don't I say it out loud. The, I might hit him in the DMs like, yo. Nah. <laughs> yeah, one person else, I really want to get Will, Ke- Will Clay on the podcast. And I think we will one day too. But just the fact of what he's doing with like music as well, 
like this man can really rap like this man been, has rapped with YG and like done other stuff I think that's somebody that who who we're able to get him on like the IG live but get him on like the podcast like this year he's a busy man yeah it would have been would have been dope but we'll we'll figure it I think one day I think we'll we'll get him on but yeah we didn't get Bernard Lagat that's somebody that we wanted to get to but really besides like all oh another person that I just thought of that we weren't able to get and like she she was making waves last year is Alicia Montano yeah that's somebody that I definitely want to get this year we almost she's just busy she's just busy yeah but that's somebody that I, I know will get one day too, though. Like, Alicia Montagna, that's going to be such a great uh, once to be able to talk to her because, especially last year, that I would have been fired. That would have been fired. But I know when we get her in, anyways, it's going to be fired. Because, like I was said, I think we said this, I've said this before on the pod. Like, she's definitely, I think she's done great things on the track in 800. Like, she was dominant, but like, she's going to be remembered for more of the stuff that she done off the track when it's all said and done. Like, I really, I really do believe that. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, man, we, this is, this one really for the real ones. We're really going in depth right now about two black runners and our experience with two black runners. But we also want to let y'all know, you know, about the future of two black runners, you know, like, you know, so right now, I think we're we're thinking we're probably going to take, we didn't release a podcast last week. Um, and we're probably gonna take about like a, a two week break, two week break, no podcast. But during that time, we're gonna be reaching out and uh, setting up our podcast for the future. But um, I guess speaking of speaking of guests, we could just ask like, who are some of the people that you think you could see next on next season, Joshua? I got a list. I got a list of people that I think we could see. I really want to get people that are going to be able to make impacts in uh, the 20, 2021 Olympics. I think that would be dope to be able to pick their brain and to give you guys, the audience, uh, an insight into like these athletes and what they're going to do and just have more of a storyline once you get to see them on TV. So uh, number one, Shakari Richardson. That's what I want to get. I want to, I, we tried to actually get Shakari last year, but we couldn't get her. But Shakari Richardson would be awesome. Grant Holloway, Donovan Brazier, Sidney McLaughlin. You already know that would be fire. Terrence Laird. I think we could we can definitely get him on again. I would love to talk to him in a full-length podcast. It doesn't even have to, we can be like two years from now, but that would be a dope. Chloe Abbott as well, because she does sings. She wants to act and she can run a 400. And then Tara Davis and Hunter Woodhall, because low-key, bro, I'm gonna throw this out. I just saw this right now, but low-key. Like Tara Davis can go win a medal in the long jump at the Olympics, and Hunter Woodhall can win a medal in the Paralympics. We'll probably win gold, low key. So like, or Hunter Woodhall may come out and make a four by fourteen. Or hey, let's say this too: we haven't even seen Tara. We haven't seen her open up in the hurdles yet. Has she opened up in the hurdles? No, no, no. Don't, don't hey, sleep. Hey, you know who else I want? Hey, you know who else I want to get that we didn't even get the. This is low-key somebody that I, I, we wanted to get last year is Blake Leeper, bro. Yeah. Blake Leeper, if you guys don't know him, follow him on Instagram, bro. This man, he's a he's a he's a double amputee. I think he got fourth place at the 2019 US Championships in the 400. He's a funny guy. I would love to talk to him as well. He had a, a TED talk too. So yeah, I would love to talk to those people and really just build those storylines. One know. other thing too, like, yeah, like we want to really target the Olympics as that's coming up, but like 
I've been thinking more and more about two black runners and the people like the guests that we've had. And I really think we can get people that are bigger than running. We, we already have. So like another guest, like I would want to get is someone like Chad Johnson, you mm. know, he got, he got uh, Shiel, his daughter. She is a, she is a beast. She is a beast, you know, and she might be that next AJ, that next a thing, you know, don't sleep. So, and you know, he's going to be involved in the sport. He's on a podcast. I love to get someone like that. I love to get Magic Johnson. You know, he just talked about his interest, <laughs> his interest in the sport. So we thinking big, like, I know we talking track athletes, but we thinking, we thinking big, big. Now some of y'all are like, oh, we all trying to get Magic Johnson? Yeah, yes. <laughs> hey, and when you think about it too, not even just them two, but like other people out there, like, bro, like a lot of people run. Yeah, a lot of people ran in high school or just run like a regular time and they're gonna be watching the Olympics this year. So I'm gonna be looking in, I'm gonna be looking definitely when the Olympics start and like uh, Noah Lyles go out there, breaks, like runs the, wins the 200 and Michael B. Jordan tweets it, tweets about it. He's coming on the show. What's so, up? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, MBJ. Yeah. And we, yeah, because we shooting for the top. We shooting for the top, you know? That's what we do here. So. We'll see. We'll see who we end up with. But big things come in the future for sure. Oh, one thing for the future, too, that I would say is that, like, we're going to be more, maybe possibly more relaxed with, like, the episode releases and everything, but still trying to, like, come. We're not going to come out every single week, most likely. I'm not going to promise that. But, like, we'll be here. We'll definitely have consecutive weeks, like, back to back to back. And we'll let gonna, y'all know when we're not yeah. going to be, we're not going to be able to do it. And we're gonna keep that Tuesday. We're gonna stay on that Tuesday too. Oh, but definitely. Yeah. For this is my last question for you before we move on. I think we should move on to fall starts first, and then we'll do the other thing. But my last question is like for you: What was like the biggest challenge of getting the pod podcast out once a week? What would you say is the biggest challenge? I think the biggest challenge is kind of boring, but it's just like procrastination, bro. Like <laughs> honestly, the biggest challenge was like just like procrastination, because like. A lot of times, like like you said, like uh, running and doing school and everything, even though it's at home, like sometimes you just thought like, bro, like, all right, I'll, I can do that I on just, Friday yeah, or whatever. I for a sec? Yeah, yeah, bro. Like sometimes it just, sometimes it just be a lot. Like you have time and like the midweek at, during the night, but I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to chill and watch Money Heist or something, or I'm trying to chill and, and watch Attack on Titan right now. I'm not trying to do a podcast. So that was like the biggest like challenge, like procrastinating on it and then trying to just like finish it. But besides that, like I usually I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty good at just doing the things that I need to do and like prioritizing my time. So it wasn't it wasn't too bad, to be honest. It wasn't too bad. We got it. We we made it. We made it. That's so. what I'm saying. That's what I was gonna say. Like you 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 made it go. Can't do this without you. But yeah, I mean for me, I guess it would be getting the guest, bro. And it's like yeah. the same thing, like, as you're saying, like getting these guests was really hard, bro. Like it was, it was really hard, but it also wasn't really hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, I'm just sending out multiple DMs, but it's like, it's the hard part is like them opening it. And then it's like the scheduling, because like, like you said, we both have a whole bunch of stuff like going on, like, and not to say, you know, all those athletes have stuff going on. So finding times to work, like, confirming it, all of those little logistical things. And as you were saying too, just finding that extra time to do those little things 
um, whether it is whether it is DMing people, whether it is like doing a rundown or you know just getting through our emails and making sure all that stuff's okay. It's just hard doing all that stuff on top of everything else. So procrastination and just prioritizing time is the toughest thing and one of the biggest things we can improve on. But you know, now that we're through that, I think we should go into the false starts right now, bro. Let's get these false starts going. Thank y'all, the real ones, three listening to this podcast, because we really just been going off for a while now. The Mar- the Marimar invite just happened. It was popping. But I'm going to start us off with the first the first uh, question. Sha'Carri Richardson came out this weekend, ran a blazing 10-7-2, number six all time, number six Crazy. all time, NRC opener, fastest time ever ran in April. And she had a terrible start. So is it a false start? Is it a false start to say Sha'Carri Richardson is the next Usain Bolt? Now, before, actually, before you say that, let me just tell you what Otto Bolden said. This is Otto the GOAT. This is Otto. He was on the podcast. Y'all know him. The GOAT. He's seen Usain Bolt run. He was at the meet. This is, quote, him. It's been a long time since I've seen everybody on their feet stunned people just looking at each other that's the kind of reaction you get from a crowd when bolt runs 1919 which is the world record that was auto bolden there was a different type of energy in the air bro she was dropping bombs everyone in the in the stadium was was standing bro she's 21 you know what age bolt was at his first olympics in 2008 21 so I'm gonna ask you, Brian. Is she the next Usain Bolt? Is Shakari Richardson the next Usain Bolt? No. I think that's a false start, bro. I think she's the next Shakari Richardson. Come on, let's let's be let's be real here. Okay. I know Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt, like I feel like those are high standards. Let's not put that on Shakari's shoulders. Let's not put that on that could weigh her down. I know she built different. I know she built different though, crossing the line, coming up. You feel me? Like she's definitely different. Like she, she's, she does her thing. She's unapologetic about it. But like, also in the same sense, I'm on like, bro, like we really gonna say she did? She asked me, like, I don't know. It's just too early for me to definitely compare her to someone like Usain Bolt. But I definitely do still think that like Shakari Richardson is gonna be the next Shakari Richardson. Richardson, like honestly, she's like she's, I, I think she's, I think she's gonna do the whole game different. Just from like that tweet that we that we put out earlier this week saying that like bro you run t- you run 10-9 we're not on the same level like Usain Bolt wasn't doing those same things like she's unapologetic but I feel like she's somebody out there that's talking smack that a lot of people don't even like like I I think Shakari Richardson you. I think Shakari Richardson has a totally different energy with her like she may be out be able to out there and go out there and run fast times and everything like that. We'll see if she can go out there and break a world record. That would be amazing. But I think to put on it right now, to stamp it right now, that she could be the next Usain Bolt, it's all like, bro, let's not put this weight on this girl's shoulders. All I'm saying is, I don't, hey, pressure make diamonds. She she ain't worried about it. But all I'm saying is, at the Olympics this year, don't be surprised when you see her winning by five meters, hands up. That's that's Hands where I got up. an issue. That's where I got an issue. Cause I, I'm up. I'm definitely rooting. I'm definitely rooting for Shakari. I'm the biggest Shakari fan you can you can see. But like winning by five meters against Shelly Ann Fraser Price, 
That's what Elaine Thompson. That's what people. That's like, like, bro. Shelly Ann Frazier Price is 34 years old. Last year she ran 10-8 twice. Like she was dominant, number one in the world last year in the 100 at 34 years old. I get it. This young buck is she's she's 21. But hey, let me let me let me repeat what Will Collins said in the running report March edition. Your little legs, you think your little legs gonna be fast enough? She's <laughs> not in college. Legs gonna be strong. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Shakari Richardson definitely rooting for her. I think she's gonna be have a great chance to win this year in the hundred, and she's gonna do great things. But like, it's not a foregone conclusion that she's even gonna win this year in the hundred. Could she possibly be the next Usain Bolt? Maybe. Could she be the face? of USA track and field. I think she will be, but there's a, still a lot to be said and let's not put that weight on her shoulders just yet. She let's let's wait for her to get to that stage yet. Let's let's wait for her to break a world record, get that Olympic gold and then we can have that conversation. Hey, well, we'll see it this year. I I, I have a feeling we'll see it this year. Both had to beat Tyson Gay. She got to be Shelly and Elaine. So, we going to see. But next question since you were talking about what Will Collins said, Justin Gatlin, at 39 years old, ran 9.98. Since his first Olympics, his first Olympics was 2004, bruh, when he won the Olympics. I know that's been taken away because, you know, but when he won the first Olympics was in 2004. That was 17 years ago, bruh. Yeah. This man at 39 is running 9.98. Is it a false start to say that he's going to make this Olympic team, his fourth Olympics? Absolutely not, bro. That's not a false start at all, bro. Justin Gatlin, uh, I don't think anybody, I think people who are running 100 are expecting Justin Gatlin to be on that team, especially with Christian Coleman out of the mix. Like Justin Gatlin is on that team. He's going to be that, that uh, he's going to be that second leg on the four by one. Like he's that's gonna- what they're expecting. Justin Gatlin to do for the USA team this year. And I think he's expecting to go out there with a bang. Like the same that we see a softball power every single year breaking uh, 10 seconds in the 100s, the same thing for Justin Gatlin. And bro, I this man, I don't know how he does it every year. Like honestly, bro, like like they say, and especially to come out this fast is is, is kind of scary and pretty, pretty interesting because they always say about the younger, the older guys who are sprinters, like they have so many bullets in the chamber. And like, I know a nine, I know a nine, uh, nine isn't like something crazy to him, but like, that's for someone that's 39 running nine, nine in, in April is early. And I can't go without saying this Kyrie King did beat him in that race and ran nine, nine, seven. That's someone Gallon is going to have to beat. So I want to give a, I'm outside. Yeah, yeah, he went to Mount Sac. Let's give him a shout out though, because he did his thing. He won the race and he ran a, a 997. But yeah, it's crazy, bro. This is like with the Knicks. This is different. I feel like this is more crazier than like Nick Willis breaking four at 40, bro. How you doing this? How I you don't know. This? Yeah, then to go from somebody talking about a whole lot of consistency from year in, year out for the past two years, this person we got to talk about hasn't been as consistent as we'd like to. Matthew Centruitz, 2016 Olympic gold medalist in the 1500 meters. At that same invite runs 150, 150 highs, finished seconds to last in the 800. And there's been a lot of conversation online. I'm not gonna say, I, I'm not the one that made this statement. I'm not the one who made this statement, but I'm definitely gonna ask you the question. And I wanna hear what you, hear, hear from you. This is what the people are saying. Matthew Centruitz's US dominance in the 1500 meter is over. Is that a false start, bro? It, it, you know, 
Everyone's wondering what I'm going to say because everyone's like, yo, Aaron, you've been going in on Centro, bruh. You've been calling no. this man cilantro, bro. Hey, I mean, what he running like? I mean, he ain't running. He ain't like, all I got to say is 13.32 in December. That's good. But 150, that's not good for him. I, I don't care. That is not good for him, bro. <laughs> I think he knows that too. I think he knows that too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he knows that that's not good. Is his dominance over? You know, it depends on how you define dominance, but I think it is, bro. I think his dominance, he hasn't been dominant. Craig Ingles beat him at USA's like a year ago. Josh Thompson is winning the indoor mile. Cole Hawker is running 350 indoors. Wally Suleiman just ran 336. We could go on and on for days. I don't know if I can say, like, I think, do I think he's going to make the team? I still think, like, 85%, like, he is going to make the team because, he's like, good in racing. He's so good at racing. So good at racing. But, like, if you just look at Byron's training, they're like a big base group. So he has fitness. He showed you that he could run 1330, you know? So mm -hmm. he just hasn't probably done any, like, speed specific work. So it's harder for him to get get his legs moving in an eight. But once he starts to, you know, break that down, starts to mold it, we're going to see him come back to his form because he has a big engine. He just needs to be sculpted, you know? So I still think he's great at racing and he's going to have the fitness to run, like, between three, like, 32 and, and 335, like, most definitely. So I feel like he'll put himself in position, but the 1500 has so many people. Like, I wouldn't say that he's dominant anymore. Like, he's just another guy out there. Like, he is an Olympic champion, but like, he really just oh. a, he, he, he just another dude. If I'm on the line, you know, if, I, if I'm Cole Hawker and Cooper Tier, I respect that he's an Olympic champion, he's tactical, but like, you know, am I scared? No. Man, this man gonna I hope they scared. They better be scared. They I'm better scared. they better fear this man with respect. I can tell you that. Because if they don't fear Centro with the respect for the Olympic trials, this man will come and get you. I really do believe that. Definitely if it goes slow. Hey, but one more thing before we get out of here, Aaron. Aaron has something to say. So this, this is the moment before we leave the segment. Well, I'm just getting on segment. my soapbox about the Miramar invite this weekend. If y'all didn't catch it, y'all haven't been paying attention. At the Miramar invite this weekend, we had uh, Shakari Richardson run 10.72. We had Justin Gallen run 9.98. We had AJ Wilson run a two flat. We had Elaine Thompson competing in the 200, running 22 something. We had Kenny Kenny uh, Benedict run 19.6 and was win dated. This was the biggest, biggest meet of the year. We had sprinters there. We even had Central run uh, 800, bro. And we had Robbie Andrews run 15. This was the biggest meal of the year. But if you're listening right now, let me ask you. Before listening to this podcast, did you know that that meet was going on even? Did you see nope. any marketing for that nope. meet ahead of time? Now, nope. this meet had Olympic champions in it. Elaine Thompson was there. Yep. Elaine Thompson, she won the Olympics in the two. She's number four all time on the 100 meter list. You know what I mean? And, you know, we've seen this year, you know, with these YouTube meets, we saw like shout out to Sidious Mag for all they did for their meet, the Texas qualifier. 
Jesse for the style running meet, but why did we hear nothing about this meet ahead of time? You know, and it's just one of the big failures that we continue to see in track and field is we are not marketing these, we're not marketing these athletes on the platform they're going to be on. And like, I'm sorry, to, I'm wearing a USATF shirt right now. So I show my support USATF. I bought this, you know, but USATF, what's, I feel like y'all jumped on it on the last minute. And then you're like, oh yeah, you got to pay for it. But it's like, I didn't see anything from USATF until like the Wednesday before the meet. All I did was post the entry list and tag the people and they all posted it on their stories and replied to us saying, thank you. So that shows me that there's some disconnect. Like they went into the meet being like, bro, great Holloway race, great Holloway race, bro. And people didn't even realize that that race was happening, bro. Like, I feel like people didn't know that race was happening until it's happening. And that's one of the biggest problems we see in track and field. And especially when it's a sprint, you, you, and now you're seeing it. Now you're seeing it. This was a sprint heavy meet. This was a sprint heavy meet, but they still got Centro and they got RJ Wilson in there to make sure you watched, but it was a sprint heavy meet. And you see how it was just disproportionate, disproportionately like advertised and pushed and pushed, you know, go look up uh, Marimar invite on Instagram or whatever. Their Instagram has like 300 followers. Why? I, I mean, maybe you put it on, maybe do you put it on the meet director? I don't think so. I think you put it on USATF because the meet director is the guy that puts together it's same thing with American Track League, Paul Doyle. Like you put together this entire meet for these athletes, these athletes, for USA athletes, you're doing this for the USA athletes, for them to have like this platform to perform, to entertain, to make money. So you would think the team they work for USATF, y'all are supposed to come in and fund this, bro, because this is, that's how you make money, right? I mean, right? Am I tripping? Am I tripping? <laughs> Y'all tell my, me. My only thing, uh, I definitely understand where Aaron's coming from. And I do feel, I think it's obvious, just a disproportionate of how sprinters that get advertised compared to um, compared to distance athletes and especially like the field events. But I really think it comes down to not what you see on like TV once you look at the Olympics, because sprinters definitely get advertised more and like they're the show, they're the spotlight. But it's just when it comes down to social media and the media of running, and that's really where the true fans are at and social media on Instagram, following all these pages and on Twitter and on Let's and Let's Run. But Let's Run is a good job. Uh, a lot of these media companies on Instagram, they just don't, they either, either they're covering the stuff that, that they provide on their premium channels, which I guess is, is cool. Like they, what they produce, they, yeah. they, that's the things that they cover on a consistent basis and make sure to post ahead of time and like get to the times. And if something happens good from this meet, I'm gonna post about it and like put a good time next to it or whatever, I'm gonna post about it. But like, there's no real, other, besides that, there's no real coverage. They're really just concerned about what's happening and their bubble of things and not the whole entire world of the track bubble and that's kind of why people don't know what the what meets are happening all the time and all around the world usually if you only follow flow track you're only going to know the meets that are happening from flow track and that's just making the track world smaller when in reality there's meets happening everywhere and there's talent racing everywhere and we don't like a lot of people aren't didn't realize that Deanna Price just broke 
uh, the American record and the hammer throw. And that's just because like, we're not all following those channels or just like people just ran amazing time. But I didn't realize Waleed Suleiman ran that 336 until he posted on his Instagram and like, we just like followed him or something. And that's, I didn't realize that until then. So like, it, unless like, there just needs to be a better way for the media to be able to get this attention out for what we can cover all bases. Everyone's covering all bases, but definitely USA TF2. Like I think, yeah, it's definitely, it's a misstep for sure. There's, there's yeah, a, there's I problems. definitely think like, with like the 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 running social media you're talking about i think we could come together and we can like find you know because like this Miramar invite another thing is like i found this meet months ago on instagram and he was saying sawa e nasir was gonna be there he was saying justin gallon elaine thompson grant holloway daniel roberts matt centro andre wilson i was like whoa 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 this guy only has 300 followers on Instagram. Is this real? Like, is this really happening? Like, how does, yeah. like, how is no one sharing out this meet? Like, this meet didn't come together last minute. Like, he'd been working on this for months. And I was, like, closely just, I was just watching. I was just waiting. You know, I was like, is this really happening? And then I saw USATF start posting about it. And it's just, like, that's just crazy to me. I don't know. It's just the crazy to me that that meet wasn't really as hyped up as it could have been like it could have been i mean i'm i'm still saying it was great you know athletes ran good but i just think they deserve more they deserve they deserve more and if we give them more like we'll get back more more too so i do want to like work with even other platforms as well like hey these 10 meets like we're gonna highlight and market before to make sure all athletes are known but that meet was world class and that's why I'm just shocked. That was a world-class meet. That wasn't like, oh, we're trying to qualify for the Olympic trials. It was like, no, nah, I'm standing on the world right now. I'm about to go around 10-7-2 world lead. Yeah. That's the kind of meet that was, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that, right? And that's what we're trying to do here at Two Black Runners. That's what we're trying to do with the Runner Report. That's why we got the new season coming. It's going to take a little break and everything like that. But uh, man, I, I appreciate every single one of you guys that definitely listen to this podcast. That's just we're riding with us for this full year. It's been it's been a pleasure and an honor for you guys to just listen to us and have a time taking time out of your day, listening with us every single week. Like 2020 to 2021 was a fun ride. 2021 to 2022 is going to be even bigger and better. And yeah, bro. I think that we pretty good. I think this podcast was good. I think it was good, Aaron. Yeah, this was definitely for the real ones. So for all the real ones that have been listening to us all of last year, like, thank you so much. We really do appreciate every listen, um, every like review. Hey, we need a hey Joshua, is there any new reviews that we could read real quick too? But, oh no, there's no, there's no reviews. Well, we appreciate everyone that has given us a review or five stars. Just if you told your friend, just everybody, bro. We appreciate y'all so much. Y'all really keep us going, and we're gonna keep this thing going too. And to everyone that we're if we've interviewed, if you're listening to this episode again, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. We really do appreciate it, and we'd love to continue to working working with you all. And also, last but not least, got to give a shout out to Tracksmith, our sponsor for these last three months, you know, really just giving us giving us this opportunity um, 
yeah, giving us this opportunity and, and helping us, you know, on this platform. And we hope to continue to grow, grow with y'all too. But other than that, man, it's crazy. It's been a year, bro. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Thank you guys for joining us, bro. Another Two Black Runners podcast. Man, it's... Man, we'll see y'all in a couple weeks, though. We'll see y'all in a couple weeks. Thanks y'all May for watching. May 14th at the in. track meet. There's going to be May 14th at the track meet. There might be a merch drop. So for the what? Runners, y'all heard it here first. Might okay. Merch drop. Hey, I like it. I like it. Hey. See y'all next time on Two Black Runners podcast. Let's get it.